Hello and welcome to Soundwaves, the official podcast of the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust. So our virtual tour of the UK's hospitals is well underway. We are in the process of shaping what 2021 is going to look like. And on those hospital visits, something that keeps coming up is the anxiety young people have about their futures, in particular employment and careers. That's an anxiety shared by every young person in the world at the moment, since the pandemic has gotten in the way of schooling and work experience. That's made so much more daunting by a cancer diagnosis, living through treatment and changes to lifestyle. So it's important that we approach National Careers Week, which is at the beginning of March, through that specific lens. How do you overcome the barriers that a cancer diagnosis throws up on your way to your ideal career? Since National Careers Week is next week, this is part one of two episodes seeking to do just that. Today, we are talking with James and Christy, two young people turned volunteers who have featured in the Trust's My Life Now series. They talk about going from where they were to where they are now and offer insight into what helped them along the way, as well as some insider knowledge about what employers are looking for. Part two will be released next week, and that episode will have Emma Francis offering professional careers advice. Emma is one of the Trust's trustees. Her daughter has been supported by the Trust, and she is a professional careers consultant. Not only does she know about finding employment, but she understands those extra hurdles young people who've experienced cancer face. So she'll be with us next week, but for now, here are James and Christy with their insight. Hello, Christy and James. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Both of you have taken part in the Trust's My Life Now series. For those who don't know what that is, there are monthly posts on the Trust's website about young people who've been supported by the Trust and this series checks back in with them and what they're up to now, often years later. Christy, if it's okay to start with you first, because you're this month's My Life Now, can you tell us what it is you do and what it involves? So my job title is Democracy and Engagement Manager um, at a Students' Union, um, which probably means nothing to everyone. But essentially, um, my role is I work with a team who supports students whilst they're at university um, to raise feedback to the university um, and basically make their time at university better and um, make changes at university and in the wider community. And how did you come to be involved in that? Was that something you always wanted to do or? Um, So I think if you'd asked me before I started university um, what my job was, I would be like, didn't know that existed. So I think um, I got into it through my, I did a sports degree and came into the role as a society's development coordinator. So I looked after all the student groups, um, which was quite closely related to sports and sort of organising activities. And then under a year of sort of in that role, um, I was promoted to this role. And it was something I'd never done before, but I loved the idea of sort of supporting students um, and helping students. And I still get that organisational love from it as well, um, which is what I really liked at university. James, you wrote a My Life Now story in January 2020, so just over a year ago now. And at that time, you were on placement working in the engine systems group at the Racing Point Formula One team. Can you tell us how that came about and what it was like? Yeah, so um, it really doesn't feel like a year since I've written that. So I've always been interested in motorsport and how things work, and that kind of led into um, a very vocational automotive engineering degree at Loughborough University. 
and as that's a master's degree, it's a four-year degree with the option of taking a placement after either the second or third year. We got sent a load of information about different jobs at different places, and I decided to apply after second year, but didn't really get anything back. So between second and third year, I went away and tried to improve my CV, do some extra work experience or improve how it was written, and then applied again in third year uh, with a lot more success getting interviews and the final placement. And what is it you're up to then? So now I'm back at university. Obviously, a lot of it is online due to COVID, um, but I am studying my final year of my master's degree uh, and hopefully going to graduate this summer. And I'm looking for, for graduate jobs, hopefully, again, within Formula One or motorsport. So if any employees are listening, yes. we'll drop James's email address. <laughs> so part of what makes my life now so insightful is that it's more than just a snapshot. It's actually the, the story of years of someone's life from where they were to where they are now. Can you both tell us a little bit about how you were feeling at the time you were going through cancer and how that's different to how you're feeling today? James, do you want to go first? So something that going through treatment and getting diagnosed made me think about was just to take every opportunity that came my way. If I wanted to do something, I would put my all into it and take the opportunity. And through things like the trust post-treatment, it's shown me that I can do a lot more than I think I can. And sometimes you put a mental barrier in the way, but you are capable of a lot more than you think. Chrissy, what about yourself? Did you always feel like you were in the place that you're in now? Um, so I was quite young when I was diagnosed, so I was four. So um, it's been a long time, but I think looking back now, I realise sort of how much my treatment and um, sort of that journey influenced sort of the skills I have now. Um, so I think sort of back to like my organisational skills and a lot of it came about from sort of being in that hospital environment and having sort of nurses triple check sort of meds and things like that. So actually a lot of the sort of skills and the way sort of I do things came about through sort of treatment. So I think you learn to sort of understand what treatment has given you and the sort of skills you've got from that so yeah I think I've changed a lot um but I've learned a lot of things from treatment um and that journey um and I think as James says it makes you sort of take opportunities and realize that sometimes you've just got to do what you want to do at that point in time so what was that journey like like how do you go from then to now what was there along the way that you feel put you on the path you wanted to be on if you say the trust helped at all, I will slip you a fiver after this call, if we all agree. Uh, Chrissy, what would you say helped? Even if it's not so much a, a diagnosis, treatment thing, even just going from your teenage life, which is very stressful in itself, to where you are now, what helped along the way? I think having uh, sort of the confidence to say I didn't want to do things. So I took a year out after sort of secondary school. Um, I went to sort of a very high achieving secondary school and they very much wanted everyone to go to university and I sat there and went actually I don't think that's right for me um, and at the time I was like I don't know what I want to do and took a year to decide actually sport was what I loved and what I wanted to do and spent a lot of time sort of gaining skills to be able to get into university um, and do the course I wanted to do so I think it's about having the confidence to know what's right for you no one's sort of um, lived your life 
um, and no one knows what sort of you're going through, particularly at that time. Um, so I think having the confidence to decide what's right for you at what point um, is really key. And James, what was it that helped you along the way? So I was diagnosed and went through treatment during my GCSEs. And at that time, I'd put in for my A-levels, which were very different to the ones that I actually ended up taking. And part of the treatment side of things made me realise if I really wanted something, I could really focus on it and put as much effort as I needed into it to work hard enough and get what I wanted out of it. And then post-treatment, I think you get wrapped up in a bit of a bubble and a cocoon during treatment. And I had a bone marrow transplant, so I had to go through isolation, not, not allowed to mix with anyone. And it makes your parents very protective and everything. But then coming on the trust trip, it sort of opens that up again. And it's you're expending a lot of energy sailing, but you feel like you can do a lot more than you thought you could before you set out on the trip. And this episode actually ties in well with National Careers Week, which is at the start of March. And it's one thing when you're a young person and people are asking you, what do you want to be? I'm 30 next month. I still don't know what I want to be. But right now, young people are worried about their future because they're missing out on things because of the pandemic. That applies to every young person. But when we're hearing or what we're hearing on our virtual hospital visits right now, amongst other anxieties, is that there are young people who, on top of the pandemic, are worried they're missing out because they currently have cancer as well, or they're in that recovery stage, or they're still getting back on top of things. I'm, I'm not asking you to solve the pandemic, but what kind of things should those young people be thinking about right now? If you're a young person with cancer and you're worried about missing out on work experience or education, what can you do about that? James, what can be done so your CV isn't going to fall behind those of your peers? I think, I think it's quite good because obviously working in Formula One is very competitive and you have to have a CV that stands out. So I tried to, I had got some work experience that was relevant, but I tried to focus on that. They don't just want a good academic that's very good and going to be the best engineer for them. They want a well-rounded person that's going to work well with the team. So I think it doesn't have to completely be focused on your job. I've, I added extracurricular stuff and positions of responsibility, such as, being a graduate volunteer with the trust and that comes up quite well in interviews because you can flag up team working where say the boat's going to go nowhere if you don't work well as a team and again I, I think it's important to take every opportunity if that if you think that's going to help you get to where you want to be take every opportunity and enjoy it while you've got it. Chrissy what about you do you have any advice for those worried about not having the skills they think they need? We've just done a lot of recruitment work um, and have just read through a huge number of CVs. I think a lot of people sort of tend to focus on what sort of jobs they've done previously. And sort of as an employer, a lot of people aren't looking for that. They want to know what skills you have and sort of going through cancer, you have a lot of skills, you have a lot of resilience, um, which is a huge part of any job. Um, and I think like James says, those sort of extra activities and making your CV work to sort of show off those skills um, is sort of a really sort of key thing of actually what skills you have. It doesn't matter what company you worked at or didn't work at. It matters what skills you learn in that process. Um, and I think there's lots of opportunities at the moment to do things online. Um, I think your world's the oyster at the moment and sort of doing things in your own time online when you feel you're ready for it. 
has actually been a sort of saving grace of this pandemic is you can do things online in your own time. Um, so it doesn't matter if you're stuck at home and there's still those opportunities out there um, to make your CV more appealing to um, employers. Just to throw my own two cents in here, most of the time when I went for a job interview is really my qualifications or previous work experience, like you were saying, Chrissy, that people asked about, but actually my quote unquote extracurriculars, I was always writing on blogs, which are all gone, by the way, so don't waste your time. Uh, and it was those sorts of things that came up. Often it's about standing apart rather than standing above. Uh, that's in my experience and my background is in journalism and the creative industries. If you want to go into medicine, for example, you're going to need a little bit more than a blog, but that's just one example. So I think maybe a good way to round off is to ask if the teenage versions of Chrissy and James could know something or some stuff career-wise that they didn't know at the time, what would you want them to know now? James, what would teenage James benefit from knowing? Perseverance is key. When I applied for all the placements in second year and got rejections, it was very disheartening at the time, but it's important to, if, if you really want something, persevere and try again, because in the end, if, if you're eager enough and you put the work in, you will get something good out of it. Um, again, you can do more than you think. So always set goals slightly higher than you think they should be because you can achieve them and at points you may get a little bit burnt out but take a moment to step back and try to enjoy it while you can because it can be overwhelming and you need to make the most of it. Chrissy what about you what would you tell teenage Chrissy? I think it's okay not to know what you want to do and where you want to go um I grew up with a sister who at sort of the age of six knew she wanted to be a vet and that was the path she was on and I think growing up sort of in a world where actually some jobs haven't been invented yet and things like that it's sort of knowing that every opportunity tells you something whether you take on something and it teaches you that you don't want to do that um, that's a good opportunity and that's a good learning curve um, so yeah I think just take opportunities as they come um, and don't be afraid if they don't work out it's probably taught you something um, that you don't want to do um, and that's okay. That's it for this week. Thank you to James and Chrissy for joining us and you two for listening in. So again, this is part one of two about careers. The second part will be available next week and will feature professional careers consultant Emma Francis. So do look out for that and we'll be sharing lots of other content on our social media during National Careers Week to try and knock down as many of those barriers as possible. In the meantime, here's a snippet of next week's episode with something to keep in mind. You know, there's no right or wrong answers um, here. I think recognise how well you are doing and how how much you are managing during a pandemic and being kind to yourself would probably be my number one message. Thank you for listening. Until next time, take care.